Hey everybody, welcome back to House Church bonus week. Bonus week, bonus, bonus week. episode. <laughs> but uh, hey, my name is William Colley. I get to serve as your executive pastor, joined by your lead pastor, Benjamin Kempfer. Uh, man, excited to be here. Dude, I am hyped. I'm hyped to be back. We have, um, uh, we, we knew that the construction had a possibility of taking a little bit longer and yeah. uh, for us to put the finishing kind of bells and whistles on everything. And so we kind of started thinking how we're going to dice this content up and um, really excited about today for what we're going to talk about. I think today is going to be, uh, they've been kind of progressively helpful, right? But I'm super excited because I think today kind of gets at the heart of some of the things yeah. that we deal with when it comes to evangelism. So. Yeah, I'm excited. So next week mm-hmm. we get a co- joint come back together in our building, uh, new layout, new kid space, new sanctuary layout. I'm really excited about this. Uh, so August 15th, next Sunday, yeah. Dude, um, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And I just want to say on behalf of the entire church, we are, we all, um, oh, a huge debt of gratitude to William. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. No, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to them. Yeah, to them. They've been no, patient well, with us. They have. Yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you have done an incredible job yeah. of making the entire building a, I mean, on top of all the normal responsibilities of our church and all the people and all the things that need you on a daily basis, running our staff, um, also heading up this entire building for you know, like half of a year now, you know, that's, that's dominated your schedule. So thanks for all the things that you've done. And, and everybody, when you show up, just give William like a pound it, high five, whatever you want to do. No. Give, him a, give, him a, give him a big hug, a <laughs> big hug. No, everybody, everybody's been great. And I mean, I'm out of town these the last two weeks of the project, so yeah, you you know. you, you like decided to take the fourth quarter. Yeah, off. I went ahead and punted. But <laughs> no, no, everybody's been great, and we really are thankful for all of you guys um, being patient with us during this season, um, and for the staff and for all the volunteers that have helped um, come paint walls, clean floors, um, get things ready for next Sunday. So we're really excited. August fifteenth, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. So be there. Uh, mark your calendars. Tell your friends. Bring the fam, and we're excited to see you. Sweet. All right, well, we're going to dive in. Um, so, again, this is bonus week of House Church. Uh, I think it really worked out perfect. I think God knew what he was doing with this. Yep. Weird thing. You know? <laughs> uh, but last wow. week, we were able to split that up into two weeks, which I think was was great. I think yeah. it was probably too much information for two weeks in a row. Um, and then this week, or to, so to kind of recap, this kind of whole series mm-hmm. is equipping our church uh, to give all of us the tools we need to go and share the gospel of Jesus yeah. uh, with our friends and our family and people that need to hear it. Yeah, so we've said this every week, but pretty much everybody who like who your faith, your hope, your trust is in Jesus, you want other people to believe and have yeah. the same thing. Um, but man, it can just feel really weird. It can feel really difficult. It can feel really awkward, clunky, forced, all that stuff. And because of that, uh, we just oftentimes refuse to really engage in the process of evangelism. Yeah. Um, and our, our hope is that through this, the, the things that we've been going over, um, it just kind of broadens the scope of what we view when we view that it's not just one-on-one coffee shop, sharing your testimony, guy on the street corner screaming, or, or person on stage leaving a huge revival, right? It's, it's yeah. the everyday Christian who is a you know process person, an event person. They yeah. have styles of evangelism. They have proclamation. They have presence, you know, kind mm-hmm. of figuring out how do I fall into that category. So, yeah, um, yeah so hopefully... Um, all this will go to help create a a much easier on-ramp towards mm-hmm. helping people take steps closer to Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Um, so at first, we the first week we really dug into what is the gospel. Mm-hmm. We have to have a clear understanding of what the gospel is. The second week, we dug into our story, our testimony, how Jesus died on the cross, how he saved us. 
um, and then connecting that with the gospel. Yep. The following weeks, we uh, went into styles. What mm-hmm. does evangelism styles look like? How do we know what our styles are? All those things. Um, so this week, what do we get into, man? All right. So this week, uh, I think it's going to be great. Um, but I want to lead us into this week a little bit different than we have in the other okay. weeks before. Okay. Right. Why not? So this is unscripted. Uh, for those of you on camera, I told William I was going to ask him some questions, but I kind of left it vague and ambiguous of that. So, um, William, what is your favorite restaurant? Uh, Ricardo's. Why? Uh, John's the man, mm-hmm. the owner. Yep. Great guy. Uh, the food is delicious. Yep. It's very affordable. Mm-hmm. Great atmosphere. Love it. I love it. Um, next question. Yeah. Um, why do you love Jewel? Oh gosh, lots of reasons. <laughs> Just give me like a couple of them. I know that there's, you know, the, the they they expand farther than the stars in the galaxy. But if you were just to kind of knock it down to like one or two, yeah, um, she's very selfless in the way she loves and serves me mm-hmm. and our kids. Um, she's a hard worker. She um, is constantly pushing all of us to be more like Jesus in the way she loves and serves. Um, her patients and her family. That's awesome. So let me ask you one more question. Yeah. Um, why do you love Florida State football? <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, to be, to be fair, like it's not like we've been like killing it lately, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yet you are no less a fan coming to the beginning of the season. So why are you such a big fan uh, in in light of uh, oftentimes abysmal uh, results, which we prayerfully consider <laughs> in our you know fasting that that was not going to be that's going to change this year. But go ahead. Honestly, great question. I asked myself this a lot recently. <laughs> no, I uh, I grew up in Tallahassee. I grew up a Florida State fan, so I have so many memories from gosh when I was five or six going to my first game mm-hmm. to you know winning national championships and dog piles in the living room. I remember and, I was um, a part. You know, great, great comeback wins and things like that. Yeah. So it's just kind of always been part of um, who I am growing up. So here's why I ask those questions. As as interesting as we all are or as interested as we all are in your life, which you know obviously <laughs> I am, um, <clears throat> here's what I find is that um, at the core of it, um, everyone who's placed their faith, hope, and trust in Jesus has a reason why they did that, mm-hmm. right? Or has a, at least has a reason if it was kind of a moment and all of a sudden it came, it made sense. Um, subsequent to salvation, we have a reason why um, we believe in Jesus, why we place our entire faith, our hope, our trust in Him. What I find interesting is that for most of us, that's actually really difficult to clearly articulate, mm-hmm. right? So you could, without any prompting, say, this is my favorite restaurant, and this is why. This is my favorite wife, <laughs> and this is why. Um, and this is my team, and this is why, yeah. right? So you could you could clearly articulate why with all those things. My guess is, for most of us, if someone said, why are you a Christian? We would respond not with why, how. We would respond how I became a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And there's a difference between how and why. How is the story. It's the progression. It's here's what happened. But the why is... Why do I have a hope that this life is not all there is to life? Why do I have a hope and a belief that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for me and for my sins? Why do I have a hope and a belief um, that he rose from the dead and that there's going to be heaven and that I'm going to live my entire life for him, right? So in other words, we oftentimes have a difficult time articulating why. And what I think that causes and creates is one, we've often never asked ourselves why Hmm. and because of that we're actually insecure right so the problem with insecurity is is that if not being clear on my why creates insecurity insecurity always wants us to cover up Hmm. right 
in life in general, this is the thing that that is is incredibly difficult. It's to say, okay, here's something I'm insecure about. <clears throat> Let me put it on blast for everybody. Yeah. So tell me your biggest insecurity. And <laughs> um, no, but 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 you think about insecurity, like like we don't like those things to be known. We try to work on them. We try sure. to become more secure in those things. We go to therapy for them, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we try to cover it up. So if we're insecure about our why for why we believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. then it makes sense that we're going to try to cover that up. Yeah. Right. So what's interesting is um, Paul actually talks about this hmm. um, in his uh, or I'm sorry, Peter, not Paul. Peter talks about this um, in first Peter, chapter three. This is this is one of my favorite parts when it comes to sharing your faith. That yeah. The Bible shares some really important insights. It's first Peter, chapter three. I'm starting at verse 15. It says, uh, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. So in your heart, revere him, honor him, glorify him, defer to him as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, mm. right? So he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to always be prepared to give a reason for your hope. Yeah. In other words, why do you have hope? If anybody asks, why do you have hope? And what we oftentimes interpret that as, that as is, I have to be prepared to give a full defense of the faith. Hmm. I have to be prepared with a PhD in apologetics that if anybody comes to me with any questions, I need to be able to answer and have a rebuttal or a response to their yeah. questions. He says, no, 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 no. You are to be prepared to give a response for the reason why you have hope or for the hope that you have. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to say, and I think it's it's not by you know coincidence, he says, but do this with gentleness and respect. In other mm. words, don't be a jerk about it. You know, be yeah. gentle, be respectful. When someone's, you know, if somebody asks you to give a, a reason for the hope you have in, in, in Jesus. Mm. And so um, the why, again, differentiates from the how, but it gives us a sense of security in that. Mm. Um, and here's why I think that matters, is most times when we think about interfacing with someone who doesn't know Jesus, um, there's a sense of anxiety around it. Hmm. That anxiety is a projection from insecurity. And so the people who are really great at sharing their faith, they have a very non-anxious presence yeah. when they're talking about things of faith, right? Um, so that's kind of the, the idea is we want to start to drill down to what's the why behind yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, now, one more thing about this is I'm going to give a couple examples of why, hmm. right? Because I think that's important. That's an important part of this. Um, so for me, my why is the resurrection, right? That's not how I became a Christian. That came, came later on, my understanding of, of it. But um, the fact that systems of belief are easy to continue with people who believe like-minded things, mm -hmm. um, that people have a difficult time disbelieving what they've seen and what they know to be true, right? And the purpose of that is to say that <laughs> when Jesus died, um, the system of belief that everybody believed is he's not the Savior. He is, in fact, dead. All the, you know... Disciples abandoned him. Um, and on top of that, what did they see? They saw a bloodied body, brutally murdered, hung on a cross, buried in a tomb. And then the, the Easter, what we call it now Easter morning, they didn't go because they thought he rose from the dead. They go, they went because they wanted to embalm him further because yeah. they didn't think that a couple of fellows who did it did a good job. Right. So for me, the historical documentation and the account of the resurrection creates uh, the biggest data point of substantiation. Yeah. But that's just me. Mm -hmm. um, some people, it's if it was if we were asking this to Paul, Paul would probably say, um, my reason is because I was on the road to Damascus and this bright light showed up 
and God spoke, right? Yeah. If you're talking to the blind man, it's my reason why is I once was blind, but now I see. So for some people, it is their um, experience or their story. Um, perhaps it's, it's, it's the way their life has changed. Um, and for some people, I know uh, it, it's more of a, I'd, I'd put this more towards like the philosophical category. Um, for some people, their why is because it's the, it's the religion that seems to make most sense insofar as if God is holy, if God is other than, if God is ultimate, to think that me, um, finite person, can stand in the presence of infinite, there's nothing I can do for my finiteness to be not finite anymore. And so there has to be a way made by the infinite for the finite to be approachable to the infinite, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's much more philosophical. It's much more this than that and this than that. There's um, ontological, teleological, cosmological arguments for like the existence of God just in general. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that with Jesus, there's a lot of things with that. So um, I think insecurity, again, to kind of bridge all that stuff together, yeah. our level of insecurity um, makes us to cover up. But if we can dig down, do the difficult work of saying why, why, why? Because everyone has a why. Yeah. We just not often uncovered it. Um, if we can do that, I think it gives us more of a sense of, of confidence in our faith. Mm. That's really good. I think... Uh, you know, there's the how, there's the basics of the gospel, understanding mm -hmm. the gospel, yep. which is very, very important. But then there's that remembering, you know, why did I give my life to Christ? Why am I, why am I sacrificing in the world's eyes, sacrificing all of these things mm -hmm. so that I can follow and try to be more like Jesus, right? Yep. And, and I think, uh, just as you were talking, I was thinking about, man, the longer we follow Jesus, the longer we're in this maybe the why starts to deteriorate a little bit, yep. you know, like we, we, for like, uh, the verse that says, restore to me the joy of my salvation, mm. right? Where we, um, over time it just kind of erodes and we, we, re we know the how, mm -hmm. right. And we can say the how, but maybe that why starts to erode a little bit. So I think no matter where people are right now, whether you've been following Jesus for 50 years, um, or a week, yeah. uh, we have some baptisms coming up from house church. Hey, that's awesome. Um, but uh, no matter what, it's good to kind of go back to that. Go back to the why, yeah. you know, and go back to the joy of my salvation. Yeah, no, I love it. And so for you guys that are, you know, as, as you're kind of talking and, and, and thinking about all this stuff, here's what we want you to do is to take the next couple of minutes. And if you will, um, we just want you to write down your answer to this one question. It's simply this. Why? What's your why? Why do you have hope in Jesus? Um, what's the reason for your hope in Jesus? So just simply put, um, what is your why? Why do you have a hope and a belief in Jesus? Not how, why? Um, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about some of the pragmatic kind of next steps, what the implications of that are. So. Awesome. Great. See you guys in a couple of minutes.
Hey guys, welcome back to House Church. Um, hopefully you guys spent some time kind of writing down your why, um, but also know there are two components uh, mm-hmm. to this week. So not just your why, but what yeah. do you got for us? So uh, the first one is your why. We talked about this a little bit, but the second one is um, your responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things I referenced in that first section where we were talking is about how um, I'm not responsible for giving a full de- defense of the faith. Um, what all I'm responsible for is giving my reason why, right? Um, and the reason that that's important is one, because of the fact that it kind of takes the pressure off. But the second part about that is if I feel like I have to give a full defense of the faith, it also makes me feel responsible for your salvation, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like I have to have all the answers to help to lead you to Jesus. Um, and, and I think that the, the problem with that is <laughs> we all know we're pretty woefully inadequate to do all of the um, components it takes to help someone come to know Jesus. You know, and, and obviously a lot of it is, well, all of it's God, right? We do our part. Sure. Um, but the idea behind this is we oftentimes take too much responsibility, right? We feel like it's our job to fill the other person's cup up, right? Their, their cup, that you're trying to fill it up, that it reaches this point, maybe they'll have, you know, a faith, hope, and trust in Jesus. And so I feel like I am responsible. And he says, no, 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 no. You're not responsible for filling someone else's cup up. You're just responsible for making sure that you're giving a reason for your hope. But the way mm-hmm. we say it is this, and this is this is what I would say is, um, if, if you don't hear anything else in house church, this maybe isn't the most important thing, but it's probably top three. Okay. Um, you're not responsible for, for filling someone else's cup up. You're responsible for pouring yours out, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to this, we are not responsible to say, okay, I have to pull everything and pour everything into you so that you can become a Christian. Yeah. God's just giving me the responsibility to love you, to serve you, to minister to you, to befriend you, to invest in you, to invite you, to converse with you, to, you know, all those types of things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm responsible for pouring my cup out, hmm. not the entire process that leads to salvation. Um so 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about this. And yeah. I think it's really important because we kind of skip over this. We're like, okay, I see what you're saying, Paul. But um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses uh, 6 and 7, it says this. I planted the seed. This is Paul talking. He says, yeah. okay, so I planted this thing, right? Um, and Apollos watered it. So Paul did the planting and Apollos came on top of that and watered the seed. Um, but it's God, um, but God has been making it grow. Mm. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. He says, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like you have a part to play, but to be honest, you are nothing, yeah. right? You can't go in there and make this little seed grow, right? You can you can plant it, you can water it, but ultimately God is the one who is responsible mm. for salvation, not us. We're simply responsible for making sure we did our job planting. We're simply sure. the one that's supposed to or responsible for making sure we did our job watering, right? Yeah. Um, when we take on far too much responsibility. And so um, the, the key component of this is to say, our responsibility hmm. is simply to pour our cup out, not to fill yours up. Yeah. If I'm responsible for filling yours up, it, it's intimidating, it's difficult, it's a lot. Um, it can be overwhelming and debilitating. But if all I'm responsible for is just pouring mine out, then it makes it much more accessible because ultimately God's going to get the growth. So yeah. you just plant the seed, you just water the seed, you just pour your cup out, and that's all that we're actually responsible sure. for. Yeah, and it's uh, <clears throat> when we take on that responsibility, when we when we put on that pressure, it's either if we fail or quote unquote fail, yep. we think we fail, then we start to feel this like burden that I'm a failure, right? Right. Or if there is quote unquote success, somebody mm-hmm. comes to know Christ, now we start to take the credit, yep. right? Um, so I think this is such a beautiful passage and a reminder for us of 
Um, also thinking about the different styles, mm -hmm. right? And just be like, hey, you have your style, you have the way God's wired and gifted you. Press into that, pour yourself out through that, and just just rely also on these other people to kind of continue to do their part. Right. God's going to do the growth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the body of Christ, right? Like it all, it takes all the parts to really work. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think we're all kind of in this together, so to speak, because we can hopefully, you know, plant and water and, but ultimately again, like you said, God gives the growth. And so it's a, um, it, it, it depressurizes and it makes it easier for us. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, well right now in your house church, we want you just to grab ooh, ooh, one more thing. Yes. <laughs> house churches. Um, I think a really important part of this, and the last part I would say yeah. is, is this, is it's for the people of God to be prayerful, hmm. right? So if God's giving the growth, um, it's my job to plant, or it's my job to water, it's my job to cultivate, but it's God's job to make the thing grow. And it's my job to continually go to God and to pray and to yeah. ask for this person and say, God, I'm just praying, I'm just praying, I'm just praying. When we pray about it, one, I think it honors God. Um, and two, when we pray it, it gives us a fire and a passion mm. um, to continue to love and serve. It's easy without prayer um, to engage in this for a little bit, yeah. but it's really difficult to engage over the extended period of time. So I would say um, as a last kind of component of this, the question would be, who are you praying for? Yeah. If you're not responsible for it, if you're just planting and you're just watering, uh, who is it that you are praying for right now that you're saying, man, God, will you just move in this person's mm. life? Mm. Um, because God's the one who makes it grow, so let's just go directly to the source. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and and I think it's important when we're praying to to ask, right? Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean he's going to give, but we can ask. Yeah. And we can be, be praying for that person, praying for their salvation, and watering and cultivating and planting and doing what we can do. Yeah. Um, so right now, uh, anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> uh, right now, just break up into groups of two or three. Um, and we really want you just to kind of share what is your why? Mm -hmm. Right. What is your why? What did you kind of write down? Um, and then what is that that challenge that God's kind of put on your heart? Who is that person that God's put on your heart? Um, and you guys just spend a couple minutes praying for that person together um, if you feel comfortable. And uh, yeah, that will be the end of house church today. And we are ecstatic to see you guys in person. New build. I said a new building layout. Uh, yeah. new building, whatever. I don't know. So 231 East Palmer Avenue. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Love you guys. Looking forward to it.